podcast time. I want to give a shout out to anyone who's listening right now who gets a little excited when there's a new podcast because they get to come play with us, who's driving in their car or going on a hike or washing the dishes and just say hello, friends. It's actually really, really delightful when I'm just going about my day and I see someone post something like, oh my gosh, I was just doing blah, blah, blah. And I was listening to your podcast. I'm like, you were? That's amazing. That's, it's just so, it, it gets never, ever lost on me, even though this is our 200 and something episode. It's never lost on me that, you know, people take the time to tune in and to listen and have it be part of their experience. It's it's just not lost on me how amazing that is, that in this current world, we can still be in community, even you know, from wherever we are, whatever we're doing. And if you think of everyone listening, imagine that we're all together in a big, like outdoor party and there's there's music and we're dancing. So just visualizing that, hanging out and having a big best friend party together. I mean, we could actually do that if anyone listening felt like they wanted to come to Florence, Italy because that's exactly what we're going to be doing. <laughs> we're going to be eating all the gelato and the pizza and savoring the beauty. And we're going to be in deep community. And we are going to be, I mean, the people who've already signed up for this retreat are like, they will be your lifelong friends. You will have a lifelong community. Um, there, There's a really powerful group emerging for this retreat. And it does feel after we we haven't done a retreat in years, you know, because of COVID, because of life circumstance. And it does maybe we created some people and some things. Mm -hmm. And and now it feels like coming back together on the other side of all of that carving out. I think that the power of this retreat that's stronger and has more of a of a tethered energy to it than maybe anything we've done before is, is that there has been such an interior landscape carving out that's happened for so many of us in our lives that now there's this really fertile ground to go, who am I going to be now? What am I going to plant now? What am I going to create now? And now is the time. Yes. And there is power in nurturing our joy, our souls, our community, And I feel like when we set aside time to go, oh, I'm going to go in because there are things that want to expand in my life. There are things that want to be created through me. There's a new person for me to be. And so I am being intentional in this time and it can be fun and playful and I can do it with awesome people. It can be a celebration. In a way, what we're doing is we're celebrating this next phase of our lives. Yeah. And creating it and cultivating it from a powerful place. You know, our friend Trish Alexandro the other day posted on Facebook that she'd been working with a financial expert and they had her, you know, go through all of her, her stuff. And the financial expert actually said to her, oh, if you want to make more money, if you want to have more abundance in your life, you actually need to a lot more money to play and enjoy. And she's like, wait, what? And they're like, there's no money for play and joy here. There's money for bills. There's money for furthering your craft, furthering your career. Like, but like, where's the, where's the money for joy and for play and for like what activates you, what activates your heart? Where's the investment in your soul? And it's like making an investment in your soul 
creates an expansive energy in all of those other places in your life that are really remarkable. So I thought that was really cool advice. And I was like, yeah, I can imagine there might be some people listening who've been thinking about Florence or maybe on the fence of like, oh, is it the right time to take a trip? Is I don't know, or the flights and checking everything out. But I wonder also what happens when you're just like, oh, I feel a calling to something, like my soul feels really activated by something. And when do I turn that off because I'm prioritizing other things in my life, which is exactly what you and I were talking about before this podcast started of like, oh, when do I have to prioritize, you know, the hustle or the family or the things, the survival things. And it's a, there's a way that it dims even that like inner listening it dims that voice that goes go this way do this thing and so there can be a real declaration and going you know what I'm just going to do it I'm just going to do it I'm going to figure it out I'm going to show up because I feel called that there's something here for me yes and because of that you and I are doing a free call on April 26th which is a Wednesday at 7 p.m and if you haven't watched Natalie and I teach together before listen, I will toot our own horns. We're really good at it. And there's a magic that happens. And when there's people involved, it's different than the podcast. And and if you have seen us teach before and you miss it, come sign up for the Zoom. We are going to talk about Italy and we are also going to give a little mini lesson in expansion. And it's just going to be a really magic time but it's a wonderful opportunity if you've been thinking about going and you also want to see who else is going, perhaps plan some trips, plan a, a little- An Airbnb home. friend, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. Um, so sign up. We posted in the Create community. It's on my link tree. If you go to my Instagram, where else can they find it? If you're on my newsletter that I send out, uh, I put the nice. link in there. And we'll um, keep posting it in the Create Community yeah. Facebook page. So if you're not on that page, come join that page and we'll keep posting about it. But just mark your calendar if you're listening to the podcast right now, April 26th, 7 p.m. It's free. Show up, hang out with us, have some fun, have some gelato at your house while you're doing it. Yeah, it's the beginning of the dance party. Yeah, <laughs> amazing. And today we're doing some questions that I think fit in to what we've already teased out a little bit here. So good. So we have a very dear friend and listener uh, named Jessica Marshall. Jessica, we love you and thank you for your support over years. I mean, years now we've connected with you over this podcast. And um, so she sent us some fun ideas. And so we were like, yeah, let's, let's go for that. Let's dive in. And she said, topics I would love to hear you jam on. And then the very first thing she said, Chris and I were both like, oh, well, yes. Okay. (laughs) Um, She said, truly living like we're on vacation, every dot, single dot, day dot in a deep and grounded way. And then she followed up by saying, making peace with giant growth invitations, especially when you're in resistance. And we were like, oh, yes. And we felt the connection of those two topics really deeply of how those are actually very linked to each other. So we're like, yes, Jessica, here we are. This podcast is for you. And I feel like it'd be fun if we could take them in two parts. So like answer part one, then answer part two, and then talk about how they're linked. Love it. Love it. So first things first, living like you're on vacation every day. So I just had this experience where my little one got into a sleep regression and, you know, 
mommying is hard. <laughs> mommying is just hard. But then sleep regression mommying is like real hard. So poor little thing was waking up, you know, every couple of hours, but then she'd be awake for like a couple of hours at a time. Right. So it wasn't just like, wake up, go back to sleep. It, it was like, there was, there was some deep processing and deep energy that was coming up. And so I reached out to my parents as one does. And I said, what are you, what are you guys doing? And they're like, oh, you know, we're, they uh, happened to go to South Carolina for the winter. And, you know, they were like, we're down here. The weather's great. We're hanging out. And I said, would you like to spend time with your granddaughter? Because I'm tired. And they were like, absolutely nothing would bring us more joy. And I'm like, man, grandparents are a really special gift, you know, like a really special gift. So um, I took the baby down to, to South Carolina, but then I said, to my family, I said, how would you feel about me actually getting a different place for myself and you guys taking care of the baby for a few days so I can just recharge my batteries? And I felt like that was a really hard thing to even ask for. I was like, oh, I'm being a bad mom. I'm being abandoning. I'm being selfish. Like I had a lot of guilt about it, but I really truly felt like I'm so depleted that I'm not even able to, to show up as as anything really, other than like a walking around zombie. Um, and my parents were like, oh my gosh, like nothing would make us happier. That would be amazing. And we can have some time with her. Great. And in these days, so I got myself just a little Airbnb on the ocean. And all I would do is, I mean, I would lay there and not sleep because I would wake up and check the baby monitor to like make sure she was still okay, even though I wasn't there. Um, and I've, any mom listening will be like, yep, 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 totally get that. But it was that quiet little space in the morning when I would get up and I would just see the sunrise over the ocean and I would just sit and watch knowing I didn't have to go anywhere. I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to be anyone for anything. I didn't have to get a bottle. I didn't have to answer an email. I didn't have to, like, I didn't even have to be in relationship with my husband. Like, I just could sit and watch that sun rise over the water. And it was just a few minutes. And those few minutes recharged my batteries faster, sooner than anything I had done in the last 10 months of being a mother. And it was a few minutes every day. And after I would do that, you know, I would still go and answer emails and I would check in with my parents and I would go visit her because I missed her. And, you know, like I would still do all the things, but there was this real sacred taking of time to be with time in time, as opposed to killing time or, or doing something inside of time, to just be inside time with no agenda. And as I was doing it, that made me think that's what vacation is. Vacation is being inside of time without anything time needs to be or do for me or anything I need to get done inside of time. Because when we're in that vacation energy, it's the long lunches that can stretch on forever. It's the laying on a beach chair and reading a book that you can do as long as you want to. It's falling asleep in the sun and waking up whatever time you wake up. That I think for me, something that vacation energy enlivens is this ability to be with time in a way that feels stretched and in a way that doesn't feel like I have anything it needs to do for me, or I can just let it have its way with me. And then when I 
came back into real life, you know, because you can't really take a vacation from the person you gave birth to um, or the parents that are taking care of her for me. But when I came back into being with everyone and being with the family, it became easier for me to notice when I was feeding her to just let the moment just be not like what the next moment is and getting this done and then getting her face cleaned off and then make sure she has this and then making sure she gets changed and going on to the next thing. It became easier for me after having just sat with time in time to be like, oh, I can do that with anything I'm doing. It doesn't have to be me by myself on vacation in an Airbnb by myself watching a sunrise. Like I can I can be in that relationship with time no matter what I'm doing. I can be in that relationship while I'm feeding this child. I can be in that relationship while I'm sending this email. But it's really about sitting inside of it as opposed to moving through it. Does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. Yeah. And I just want to give a hug to the part of you that felt guilty taking that time, those those thoughts that came up of what I heard was self-criticism, but that self-nurturing that you gave yourself, um, how beautiful and what a lovely gift to your daughter and to your husband and to your parents and to yourself. And I'm so proud of you for carving out that time to love yourself and to listen internally. Mm-hmm. And what a what a beautiful gift and what great modeling. Yeah, it's a really interesting thing as you, you know, speak to other people. And I think in, in the creative process as well, you know, like I'm talking about a physical baby, but in in the creative babies that we make, like we often do feel this guilt if we're not doing it at every second or being on top of it or doing all the things we feel like it needs for its manifestation. And mm-hmm. and and really sometimes you know, the best thing we can do for our creative babies, for our babies, for the people we're in relationship with, for the world, sometimes the best thing we can do is just plug in, plug in the battery, you know, and take a beat and reset. And oftentimes I feel like that's what vacations are for people that, you know, I forget who it is, but there's that adage of like, build a life you don't need a vacation from, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like this idea of, I'm hustling, I'm working, I'm moving, I'm making things happen. And then I go on vacation to connect, to recharge, to rest, and then fuel back up and then go back in. And it's this really weird system of like going as fast and hard as I can till the tank's on empty and then taking time to fill up the tank and then going back. And it it feels like this really strange cycle (laughs) yes that doesn't have to be that way it makes me think of when I've been teaching the hero's journey and the heroine's journey this thing that comes up is learning how to get our masculine and feminine energy or our yin and yang energy our active and receptive energy in right relationship so that there is the part of us that is being active in the world and the part of us that is restoring ourselves in deep nurture and nourishment and to get those in healthy relationship. And I love how there's been this ongoing conversation just in the world about just looking at hustle culture and how we have been fed it. And it feels normal. And I know for myself that when I'm in deep hustle, I'm also in the vibration of scarcity. 
Mm. And something that happened for me and that like kicked me into like old habits, you know, there's this, there's this part of me that is this teenage girl that just wants to get straight A's and Mm -hmm. she's working so hard. She's going to stay up late and do all her homework. And she's going to get up early and go to an AP class before school starts. And she lives in me and she actually likes to numb out on overwork. Mm, I know this girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know her in yourself or you know her in me? Both. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I found that after, so March was so consumed with my, my father's passing, hospitals, my family, funeral, back and forth between LA and New York. And something that occurred was I wasn't, I was so deep inside of that process. And it felt like what I wanted to do was to be there and to be present. But what I wasn't doing was being a businesswoman during that time. And that felt like the right thing to do. But I came kind of like out of that time and was like, oh, I need to take care of myself. I need to make money and nurture my projects. And, and it felt the, 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 the feeling inside was I need to make up for the time that I wasn't doing this. Whether that is not true, that's what I felt like in my body. Mm. And it activated this feeling of, I need to hustle, which I don't know if that's true or not, but it felt true in the moment. But I also can see the part of me that was getting too numb out by being overly busy. Mm. And and it's just interesting to go, oh yeah, 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 I see that that was happening. And I'm the first person that loves to talk about play and joy and yet, I see the safety that I feel when I am in the story of, I have so much work to do, my to-do list is long and I need to get it done. And then I can watch, there's this, it almost feels like this animal that starts driving me, starts driving the car, or I could even like call it a monster because it is, it builds a story of all I can do now is work for my survival. Mm. And so it's, it's, it's this story that can live inside of me. And yesterday I uh, took my yoga mat. It was so beautiful. It was like 80 degrees. And I took my yoga mat onto this uh, grassy lawn, kind of out in the middle of this field. And I listened to Michael Beckwith and I did yoga. And I was listening to him to talk about how it's a feeling universe. And I just dropped into a deep meditation and let myself feel the deep prosperity that is available everywhere. And I looked up to the beautiful trees and I felt the gorgeous sun and I looked at the grass and I just felt into this deep, beautiful, vast, expansive, feeling of freedom and of plenty that I was like oh oh this feeling that is always available and how interesting when I let the other story run me and mm. I think the other story is the story of our culture mm. right yeah. and so we've kind of been fed it um, and in my experience I, I find that it will be my dominant thought unless yes. I through and uh, create it 
or replace it, right? It's that the lie that acts as law in our lives. And so it was really interesting. <clears throat> I have, I'm like, oh, there it is. There's that. There it is. There's the resistance. <laughs> there it is. Right, right in there. Yeah. Uh, that when I'm looking at this question, what came up for me was, oh, how can I carve out spaces to drop into the feeling? And they don't even need to be long, like when you were talking about watching the sunrise. Can I prioritize that deep, expansive feeling times? And I find that for me, it even has to be beyond my own meditation practice. Yeah. Because there's something about it that wants to be without structure. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And for me, that's allowing the feminine in me that knows it's connected to all of the universe, that's connected to everything that is, to all the resources that are here. It's the part of me that is not separated, right? Because that part of me that's in hustle culture has a story that it's separate. Yes. And the part of me that is in that deep feminine receptive place is like, I can feel the cells of my body like just evaporating. And I can go into this deep space of like, beingness and oneness and connectedness and I can feel my life asking can you give me a little bit more of that so that we can go and do your work in the world right so but it's not an either or but the work the action wants to be supported by the deepest nourishment that is being given at all times but I got to plug into it Gosh, I love so much of what you said there. And this idea that even when we, in our normal life, set up these structures and these practices to sort of get us into receptivity, but the structure itself is like the anti-receptivity, right? Like the structure is still that, that like yang energy, right? Like anytime we put structure around it, and of course, when we put structure around things, it creates freedom within that structure. But some, but it's like the structure itself is what our life is. Like everything is structured. There's a, there's to-do lists, there's times to be places, there's things to do. There's, and, and the vacation is that structureless thing. And I think it, what you said is making the decision that the thing that happens on vacation is you allow space and time. You allow a structureless space. And within that, there's ideas that come through. There's there's, um, joy that comes through. There's, I can speak for myself, there's been times when I've traveled that forgiveness has come through. Like where there's things that have wanted to emerge, but there hasn't been the space for it to emerge. And when I just relax and I sit in a beautiful cafe and I sip on an espresso and I feel the sun on my face, all of a sudden I feel a rush of forgiveness or I feel a rush of grace for someone that I've had a conflict with, or I feel like I feel an energy move because I've given a a structureless space for whatever wants to be there to come up and through. And I wonder if the decision to allow, right? Because when we go on vacation, it's like, I'm making the decision to put the phone away. I'm making a decision to just wander without knowing where I'm going. It's a decision for freedom. It's a decision for an allowance. And I wonder if it's just about 
doesn't have to be like an all or nothing. I think that like normal life vacation, deplete the tank, fill up the tank. It's an all or nothing situation where I know sometimes when I'm on vacation, I still have to work. I mean, I usually do because I like to take long vacations. I don't like to go away for a week. I like to go to Europe for like six weeks, you know? So I still work while I'm on vacation. And I often have to structure like, okay, two days a week are going to be my work days and the other five are my vacation days. And I can feel like, you know, when I'm wandering around a street eating gelato, knowing, oh, I got to go and get on that email in an hour. I could feel the resistance, right? Because when I'm in vacation, I just want to be there. In the same way, I can feel when I'm in work mode, there's a resistance to vacation, right? Like, no, that, like you said, that train gets running, that animal gets run. And like, I don't want to, I don't want to take a break. I don't want to go get my nails done. I know I don't want to, I just want to work. I want to check those things off the to-do list. So I find that when you're all in on one space, you naturally resist the other. And I think the integration of the two kind of feels sticky. Like it kind of feels like, but that that's the calling. We're learning how to do it and we're learning together how to do it and we're modeling for each other how to do it. So funny when you talked about when I'm in work mode, I don't want to get out. My my very first writing partner when I was in my 20s, his name's Micah, he used to call it mode. So if he called me and I was like, yeah, what's going on? He'd be like, oh, she's in mode right now. She's in mode. He's like, it's such a different Kristen than when you're not in mode. When you're not in mode, you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. And, right. But it's like, it's those parts of ourselves and we're learning how to get them in healthy relationship. And it feels like the calling is, can I learn how to value that receptive state? When you were talking about when there is space, that's when these deep insights come, right? It takes this deep relaxation. So even when I feel my body get too tight, that's like a calling to enter that other state. And as we've been talking about this, I was like, oh, I see for me, I actually have to schedule it. And I yeah. know that's silly, yeah. Yeah. but yeah. I need to put it on my calendar. Enter your feminine <laughs> now. Yes. Part of that is it looks, it's a spontaneous eruption. So it's asking that deep question of, okay, now in this receptive state, what does it look like? Does yes. it look like going for ice cream and sitting in the sun? Or does it look like a bubble bath? Or does it look like listening to my favorite podcast as I go window shopping? I don't know. It's it, it can look so many different ways. It can, and it will be individual to us. And that's part of the process is that listening. You know what is so funny? So this, <laughs> this is a very intimate reveal. So if anyone wants to skip ahead a few minutes, you are welcome to. Um, but- once you have a child, this is my experience. I don't know if this is everyone's experience. Once you have a child, when you want intimate time with your partner, <laughs> like the second the child goes to sleep, you're like, we have 25 minutes. <laughs> but it's kind of this weird thing. I will say for myself as a woman, and I don't, I, it doesn't feel like it's the same experience for my husband. Like it feels like for my husband, like I can start taking clothes off and he's like, yay, let's, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, he's like ready. But like for me as a woman, I'm like, I need a little bit of like romance or handholding or like some intimacy or some emotional connection. And like, 
but we can't, we can't, we have 25 minutes while the baby's sleeping. Right. And so it's really, it, it becomes like my husband and I laugh about it. Like it becomes an absolute comedy of us trying to, trying to find a spontaneous, deep, beautiful connection inside a timeline. But I feel like it's this same conversation of like, how do I, when I have a busy life, when I have children, when I have a schedule, when I have important responsibilities, when I have to pay my rent, when I've had this space with my family for a month, and now I really have to go back into taking care of myself financially, like, because those are all real things, right? And so the question of like, how can I be in my life and be in my joy and pleasure and all the things that get activated in my in my vacation mode is I also think we just have to bring a bit of comedy to it. Like, I think we have to not approach finding the energy of vacation with the same way we approach life of like, I got to get there. I got to get there in this time. I got like, because that's when everything also gets tight and the receptivity, it's like the faucet gets turned off, you know, but when you can laugh at it and go look at like, look at us trying to get to this moment and then we're laughing and then we're actually looking at each other and we're like, oh my gosh, remember who we used to be? And then we start talking about some of our favorite moments. And then before you know it, you're in, right? You're connected, you're, you're back there, but it's often that the way into the receptivity can't come the same way you get into structure. The yeah, you can't looks different. With, yes, that is so true. And to realize we're learning how to value the feminine. So there's a metaphor in this of the, the conscious mind wants to say that is not important, right? The conscious mind wants to go later. I'm going to put that off uh, to devalue it. Yeah. And so part of this is learning how to revalue its position in our lives oh I actually need that I actually none of the work is for anything if I haven't created that deep sense of rest and nourishment um yeah and you know this this is really related I was just uh one of our friends and podcast listeners I was just having a conversation with them the other day and they've they were living in Europe and they just moved back to the United States and I was asking what the experience has been like and and they were sharing that particularly for one of their children uh, coming coming uh, into, into America and going into school, they were like, oh, like all the kids here are really adult. You know what I mean? And they're like, they just want to be in whimsy and dress up and play. But like the American way is like grow up as quick as you can accomplish as much as you can like by the time you're in this grade you should have this done and this done and this done and be the star of this and it and the feeling of like there's so much like um maturity and a rush to get into achievement adulthood accomplishment maturity it's like we enter the rat race really young and so the the experience of having been in a european culture where it's like be a kid as long as you want life is play. Life is fun. Go explore. You you don't need to like do anything. You don't need to win any awards. You can just, you can just play. You can just enjoy. You can express yourself. And I often wonder if, because this is so ingrained in us that, you know, when Jessica asked the question of how do I get to vacation? Like as if getting to vacation is like an accomplishment I have to do. We try to like go there from the place of like, how can I achieve that? How can I master that? How can I make that happen when the energy of that 
receptivity, the vacation, the, the different relationship with time isn't something to master. It isn't something to get done. It isn't something to accomplish or achieve. It's something to show up and serve. Ooh. It's like, I want to play with you. What do you want to do today? And like, it, it's a, it's a relationship with a vital part of ourselves, the same way we would be in a relationship with a playful friend. Like what make-believe game are we going to play today? What dress up are we going to do today? And, and it, it can feel very childlike, I think, because, you know, I was just having this experience with my little one today. I took her to Central Park and I put her feet in the grass. And at first she's like, I don't know what that is. I want to put my feet there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she felt it and she was feeling it was squishy and it's different than she's felt. But, and then all of a sudden she was delighted. And I showed Kristen this picture of like her face when she was sitting in the grass. It was this pure joy because it was this presence that she'd never experienced before. And there was so much joy in it. And I feel like vacation feels that way to me. It's the childlike wonder and awe and exploration of something that I don't know yet. Yes. As opposed to the accomplishing of something I think I already know. And in that way, it makes me think of it as, oh, I'm serving presence. So Mm. the sense of life itself, I'm actually being in service to wonder, to awe, to magic, to mystery. And I can do that by really entering this present moment and saying, where is the beauty here? Where is the holy moment? And that can be done in how I create my breakfast, or we can even learn how to do it in some of these activities, right? How I show up on a Zoom call. Um, I can, I can, if I learn, if I give myself time and I learn how to be with life and practice being present and open and available to life, that comes through into all of my activities. Mm-hmm. Say, oh, yeah, yeah, let me bring beingness. Let me bring openness. Let me bring receptivity. Let me bring play into all these areas of my life and see then how does it transform those, these, these active things I do in the world. And it, the vision that comes into my head, instead of it being kind of regimented of Monday through Friday, I am active. And then on the weekend, I am in vacation mode. You know, then there's like the, the, the strat of in my day, okay, I have moments of deep rest. I have moments of great activeness. And then eventually perhaps it starts to even get it closer. Mm. So that the, it's like breathing back and forth. Right. Ah, inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, receptive action. Yeah, back and forth. And then and there's something in that the HeartMap Institute talks about the space between heartbeats, like the space between breaths, the space between beats of the heart. And it talks about that. I think the yogis call it the madhya. I think it's like this, this sacred space, the, the space between the things, like the thing that happens and then the space between the thing that happens. And uh, there's, there was some research and I'm, I'm kind of misthinking about it right now, I think, but, but the idea behind that research was the health of the human is actually based on the coherent rhythm of that space between. Ooh, that's beautiful. That the space between is actually the thing that lets you know how we're doing, not the action. And 
that's felt in the body. Yeah. We can feel that space. Yeah. No matter what is going on. Yeah. And that's, that I think kind of leads into that next thing of like, how do I make peace with the giant growth invitations? The growth invitations, the resistance, our feelings about what's coming in, that's all the stuff. That's all the beats. And how I make peace is I make sure I'm still connected to that part that's in between those beats, you know, that there's the stuff that's coming in and there's the place I am right now. There's the resistance I feel and there's the other space. It's like one thing that helps me a lot when I'm when I'm coaching people or working with people and they're saying, I just feel so rejected or I feel so disheartened or I feel so disappointed. And I'm like, yeah, you do. You do. Part of you feels that way. Part of you feels that way. Part of you. There's other parts of you that are also feeling other things and also experiencing other things. It's kind of like when I have a stubbed toe, all my energy goes to that stubbed toe. It but I forget in the moment of how much pain my toes in that my ears okay, my nose is okay, my teeth are okay. Like there's play, there's a place in my body that feels pain and it feels overwhelming and I want to acknowledge it. And there's other parts that don't. And I can I just hold a big enough presence where I acknowledge that both things are always happening at the same time. In the same moment, I feel deep grief. I also feel deep relief and grace and other things, or even neutrality, but they're all going on at the same time. And I, I can help myself not get hijacked by my own feelings or life situations that come in or the waves of life as they crash down by realizing there's the wave, there's the wind, there's the sun, there's the sand. They're, they're all working together even if one feels like the dominant energy. That is so good. Thank you for sharing that. And the thing that comes up for me when I hear this question about, I have a growth invitation, is true. I love what you said about, let me also look and see all the other places where things are going right, or right, that's a label, right? You know, but where things are going well. And realize if it's a growth invitation, that means this area of my life is growing and expanding. As it comes in, it may feel a little sticky or painful or tough, but the universe is open, opening me here, you know? So that could be, it's creating an opening in my health and my, in the world of finance, in the world of my career. It feels intense, but this intensity is like cleaning out, clearing out and opening me. So can I learn not to be in resistance to it? It reminds me of, for those of you who have ever been, done any kind of uh, psychedelics or plant medicine, right? Sometimes the thing that looks like the bad trip or looks oh. like a negative thing, you, you know, they tell you don't push it away, but like, can you breathe and relax and go into it? Uh. So this is actually helpful to me when hard things show up in my life. Can I not push it away? Can I open the door and go, oh, you're here. You must be here for a reason. You are for me somehow, even if I don't know why. I want to be in resistance to this. I don't want this thing to be here. But can I learn how to say, this is a gift of love. It's mm. just in a way that I do not like. Mm. 
but this is love for me somehow. Mm. So what happens if I can appreciate it right here and now? Can I find my way into gratefulness for the situation? You know, can I, okay, what's my ego saying? What's the protest my ego is saying? You know, which is usually something like this shouldn't be happening or this is something not fair, right? Can I drop those stories and just see that there's something here for me and it's curriculum and it was handpicked by my soul for me. And uh, I have all the tools I need to enter into this invitation into mm. this and just go, yeah, yeah, we're going somewhere. And it's re- actually the thing I want most is in the middle of this challenge. The thing Gosh, yes. I desire more than anything that I've asked for, that I've asked for, <laughs> I made a conscious invitation for this thing. And I didn't realize, realize I was doing it. And now it's here. And yeah. Now, okay. Okay. Now let me show up. Let me breathe. Let me know that I'm capable. And, um, and often I will find, I find in my own experience, um, it's often something that's bigger than me. It's like ancestral. It's something that has, you know, that I'm, that I'm like, oh, I, I came to work on this. I came to work on this. This is, this is a dance that my soul is doing. So let me love the dance partner. Gosh, I love that, Kristen. And you exemplify this for me, truly. Like, this is not just something you say. I mean, I have seen you in fires (laughs) that I feel like if it were me, I'd be like running from the burning building. Like, I can't handle this. I can't hit it. And I have seen you sit inside this is for me. Let me, let me stick with it. Let me stay in it. It hurts. It's hard. Let me stay. Like you have taught me what it means to, to stay in and, and redefine your relationship to the thing that feels the scariest and hardest. I've, I've seen you do it. I, I've seen you lead other people through that, but I've really seen you do it in your own life in powerful, powerful ways. When I'm like, man, I would have bailed on that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, Stephen Pressfield has been doing this series on the wilderness, which is kind of like the dark night of the soul. And he says, one of the trademarks of the wilderness or the dark night of the soul is it lasts a long time. Uh, The heroine's journey, when we go into the abyss, it lasts a long time. Like to the point where you think this is never going to change. Right. And it reminds me of that story of uh, Moses and the Israelites and being lost for 40 years. Like it can feel like that. Like what is going on? How long are we hanging out? And that sometimes is what is essential for transformation. Is what, what happens when I stop trying to get out of it? Mm -hmm. It's a really powerful place. This actually reminds me, you know, uh, Pima Troden has this, um, amazing story the story of the woman running away from tigers and I have been telling this story in my acting course for years and I always end every acting course telling this story there's a woman running away from tigers she's running the tigers are gaining on her she finds this cliff with a vine and she crawls down the cliff and she's holding onto the vine and then she looks and there's tigers below her as well and the tigers are above her and then she's whole, clinging onto this vine for her life and then all of a sudden she sees a little mouth come and start gnawing on the vine and she's like what and then she sees this little clump of strawberries just nearby and she takes a strawberry she puts it in her mouth and she savors it fully and 
Himesh says, you know, this is the predicament we're in, in every moment of our lives, tigers above, tigers below, can you savor the strawberry? And I always tell this story to actors of like, what, there's going to be stuff, like all of a sudden you get an audition, there's all this stuff going on and your partner's yelling at you and your kid won't sleep and, and, and you can't get the lights set up and you don't know the lines and everything's going wrong. But like, can you savor the strawberry of the fact that you get to be an artist today, you get to do what you love today, whatever that means, whatever that means for you in that moment. So I have been on repeat month after month for years, telling people to do this, <laughs> telling them this story. And then the night, June 14th, 2022, the night of the strawberry full moon, I had my first contraction and my water broke. And in that moment I went, oh, this human is coming to make me congruent. Like my daughter is coming to make me put my money where my mouth is. Cause I have been telling people, can you savor the strawberry no matter what's going on? And every contraction I had, every contraction I had, I was thinking about this. And so I would, I was sitting in the bouncing ball and I was like covered in liquids and I was screaming in pain. And I would have that memory savor the strawberry. And I would take the deepest breath I could take. And at the very bottom of the breath, there would be this like great, there, there was this something underneath the pain and I would tap it for a second and then I would throw up. <laughs> the pain would get too big again. And I did it for hours. And then, and I was like, but on the other side of it, was my daughter, was this person, right? And I, I was like, oh gosh, the, the bigger the, like Michael Beckwith says, like, oh, there must be a really big miracle coming on the other side of this monstrous pain, right? Like, and, and I, that's what it felt like when she landed on my chest. I was like, oh, you know, there it is, there she is. And I, and I, I mean, it still brings me to tears that it's like that indescribable moment when a miracle and a love bigger than you know shows up. And for me, it was akin to the size of the resistance and the size of the pain, the size of that wilderness, um, you know. And then that makes me say, oh, so can I notice that the thing that is the growth invitation go, oh, that, that right there is a miracle. Yeah. Not the miracles on the other side, like, it is the miracle. That's right. The thing on the other side is, is what comes from this miracle. Yes. This is the miracle. And I'm and, right. And so when those big things happen in your life and they look like crisis, they look like divorce, they look like financial problems, they can look like illness, they can look like really intense horrible and tragic things. And we're not to bypass the pain involved and the grief inside of them, but also go, yeah, and what has, there, there's somehow there's this miracle of love here for me inside of this. Can I give myself the courage that I can walk into this thing that is so incredibly painful? Can I open my heart? And, and uh, even as I feel the resistance, you know, I think we have to give ourselves permission to feel all that. And mm -hmm. like, you know, um, like, you know, with my father's dementia, so incredibly painful, so much grief, so much like intensity. And also 
I got to know the depth of his love only inside of that disease, you know? And I don't want to bypass any of that, the pain of that, 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 that life brings, but also I want to keep encouraging myself to open my heart in the most painful things and realize there is something here for me that is about life. And that's when we talked at the top of the podcast of what's the link. In the same way we separate vacation real life, we also like to separate pain from joy, pain from miracle. And actually it's seeing them both as integrated, seeing that the miracle is in the pain and the pain is in the miracle and the joy is in the pain and the pain is in the joy and it, that it's all actually the dance of life together integrated and it's yes and it's it's both at the same time and when we can surrender to the the integration of what seems like opposites and instead of creating a duality around it create what one of my mentors Nanalea Diamond says is that sacred third the sacred third is who I am inside meeting those two opposites as integrated. And that is the presence. And I not only cultivate it, but I become it. That's right. So in that way, life is teaching me how to live as it, to live in the sacred holy moment, the deep opening, the deep yes. It's teaching me who I truly am. Oh, I love it. Love it. So Jessica, thank you. Thank you for this inspiration today. Um, and thank you everyone who's listening and, and just want to take a moment to value and honor in all of your lives, whatever's coming up for you right now. Um, that feels like our evolution is moving at a rapid pace. And so the contrast and the difficulties and the intensity are also moving at a fast pace. And so giving real space to you all who are listening today of whatever's coming up for you and who you're being inside of it, you know, just to really acknowledge how you're showing up and who you're being. Yeah. And, and courage for the journey. Um, what you said about <laughs> the expansion being rapid. Yes. And part of it being rapid is the intensity. And so we prepare ourselves that we can handle the deepest intensity. That's part of the process. Yeah. And I mean, if you don't want to do it alone, come to Florence and do it with us. Cause this is, this is the game that we're going to play. And, you know, we're, we're going to a, a rich place to have a deep and rich experience so that you can expand into the person who can handle the intensity that you're here for that's right Ooh, all right yes i think we did it i think we did it well you know just to say if you loved this podcast please do share it with a friend come over and give us a review let us know what you think if you have ideas for the podcast pop over to the create community facebook page and let us know or shoot us an email, reach out to us on our Instagrams. Uh, Kristen is? Oh, Hangy Love, H-A-N-G-G-I-L-O-V-E. And I'm Miss, M-I-S-S, -S, Natalie Roy. 
and you can come and find us and send us messages, send us love notes. We love that. And if you are interested in more information, as we said about Florence, or if you want our little information pack, that's going to give you more information about that. Feel free to shoot me an email. It's my name, Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, Lynn, L-Y-N-N, Roy, R-O-Y at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. I'll send you all the information. And then we can also give you the information for the free call. Wednesday, April 26th. And if you want to know any more about either one of our offerings, we'll make sure that our websites are in the show notes. And so you can just pop over and learn about all the other stuff we do. And keep taking care of yourselves and find your vacation joy today, wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you for being committed to showing up for your dreams. If you'd like to know more about what we are up to or find more information about our podcasts, upcoming retreats, or anything else, please go check out our website, www.thecreateseries.com. And you can come and jam with us on Facebook. I know, we're still on Facebook. We have a Create Community page, and that's Create C period R period E period A period T period E period. And if you want to check us out on Instagram, you can find me, Natalie, at Miss Natalie Roy. And you can find me at Kingy Love. That's H-A-N-G-G-I-L-O-V-E. Keep on rocking your dreams, and we can't wait to connect with you more.